Welcome to Comadres y Comics. Episode 2, everybody. How are you guys doing? I'm good. good. Yeah. yeah. We are your hosts. This is the second episode. I'm Sarah. I'm Kristen. I'm Jennifer. Cool. Right on, guys. So, um, what's the chisme de la semana, guys? Chisme de la semana. Mine's not really chisme, but um, I saw Doctor Strange Ooh. yesterday, and um, the <laughs> heavy sigh from Jen. <laughs> she's not a fan. Um, in her defense, she hasn't seen the movie, but she's a huge uh, Doctor I, Strange fan. In defense of myself, <laughs> I love Doctor Strange, and I love myself enough to know that I don't want to get mad. So uh, kudos to the people who like it, who enjoy it, and I hope they become Doctor Strange fans, and I will give them all the Doctor Strange recommendations, but for my own sanity, I'm not going to go see the movie. <laughs> okay. So I love the movie. It was the first uh, IMAX 3D movie I'd ever seen. I have to say, visually, the movie was amazing. Um, it, I think they did things in the movie that I personally had never seen before. Um, oh, and good. story-wise, um, I'm only reading the most recent Doctor Strange stuff, so I didn't oh, okay. really know a lot of his background. And I mean, I kind of knew he was really a doctor, and he got into an accident. Um, but I feel like um, the characterization that they did and the the story building around him as a, a person and his character through the movie was done really well. Um, so I really liked it a lot. How did you like him as an actor, um, Mr. Cumberbatch? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, you know, the other what? What is it, Cumber Bitches? Yeah, his yeah, followers. Yeah, yeah. Cum- Cumberbatch is his name, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. It, no, his name is Benedict uh, Cumberload. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that sounds that sounds like a porn star name. Never mind. I regret everything. I, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't have a lot of uh, history with watching him in anything, so this oh, is the first oh. experience I've had with him. He's in what's the Sherlock? Sherlock. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a lot of good things about that, I love but that I've show. never seen it. Um, I think he was perfect. I I really liked him a lot. He was also Khan in. Um, oh the movie. yeah, I haven't yeah, seen that yet. He started. <laughs> oh, God, okay. I, I I like Bendicio Cumber or something. Uh, he he's he's great, but. I love Star Trek more, and I love the second original Star Trek more uh, than, but, yeah, um, I mean, stuff happens. I'm bitter. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so better, I, if I start now, I will not stop, so. Okay, so okay. what Continue. is your cheese? then? <laughs> My cheese this week is, um, uh, Sheriff of Babylon has ended, and this is more of a recommendation than anything. Uh, Tom King is an amazing writer, and I think he really wrapped up the story for Sheriff of Babylon well. Um, it's super interesting. It's Well, it's not exactly autobiographical. I think it does have some aspects to it in his story that really focuses on post, uh, post-war post Iraq and what they went through. So it's an interesting story. It's amazingly written and amazingly drawn, and I think it's really going to set up a kind of new way of writing post-war comics. Really? Mm-hmm. So, how long is this run? I'm sorry. No, it's okay. 12 issues. He wrapped it up with the 12 issue, kind of like he did with Vision, uh, which is another one that just, oh, he, he was writing Vision, uh, and he also wrapped that up, uh, I think, with issue 12. 
Oh, which was also in the uh, I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. Uh, but the, the cool, interesting thing about King as a writer, specifically with this Sheriff of Babylon storyline that he did, is that he actually is an ex-CIA agent. Yep. What? So, yeah. Oh, um, my God. A awesome. lot of the stuff that you kind of see in Sheriff of Babylon, you have to um, kind of assume that he went through and has experienced um, firsthand um, in his uh, his own war through the CIA experience. Wow. Yeah. So it's just, it's super interesting. It's very well written. And it's just, uh, the characters in the story are very real, very vivid. And you can, you, they do, they do certain things, but you can, you can definitely understand them even if you don't agree with their actions which is the hardest thing to do I think as a writer is make people actually realize like somebody but realize that their actions are wrong yeah mm-hmm. so it's just uh he's he's an amazing writer and his characters are very real and very vivid well I like when uh writers or tv shows or anything does that where you know you like a character uh, but they're doing highly questionable things and then you you know like your emotions are all over the place on this specific character because we're not all just one-dimensional we, we have different we, you know, we can be kind of like bitches, and then we can be like super good, and we can mm-hmm. be like really vulnerable and heroic. So I, I really like when a writer or a movie or anything does that to a character, and it's not just like holier than thou, you know, like can do no wrong, you know? Yeah, and, definitely. And in Sheriff of Babylon, uh, I mean, it's it's about war, post-war, mm-hmm. and um, it's it's really, I think, an amazing talent for a writer to be able to to create characters who are on opposite sides, but for you to be able to empathize where each of the sides are coming from and that just because they're on opposite sides doesn't mean that one is right and one is wrong. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that's my news. Uh, Sheriff of Babylon, read it, love it, live it. Well, maybe <laughs> not live it, uh, like, but it's um, yeah, uh, definitely. <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, my new Chisme de la Semana, um, I went to Comic Kazi, Stanley's Comic Kazi, which is now called, what, a Los Angeles Comic Con? Stanley's, Stanley's Los, Los Angeles, Angeles Comic Con. That still is, like, I still don't get it right. Like, I just... Um, I'm still calling it Kamikaze because yeah, that's what I, yeah, like the, I, I like the name. It was ingenious. Yeah, it and was. It was and I thought like comic and Kamikaze, and it was just like, come on, that's what the guy has made his like original works off. So the fact that they changed it, I'm just like, not I, a fan. Not, I'm not a fan of the change as well. I, I, you know, I had a good time though. They had a lot of great mm-hmm. stuff going on. I really liked the Dexter display. Oh, oh that was fun. Oh, yeah, oh, that was yeah, a lot yeah. of fun. You got, you know, you got to be like slain. My Dexter. <laughs> I loved that. That show. was so cool. And um, the actually, the achievement for me is that I actually got to um, receive my cover art that uh, Dave David Mack drew that oh. I purchased from him. Ooh. Awesome. And I purchased it five years ago. Uh, in payments, because I, I mean, I've been like a stalker fan with him. Like every con, <laughs> every con he's in, or if he has a show in LA, like I'll go, and he already knows me. He knows my husband, he knows my brother. You know, like he knows all of us. So he uh, permitted me to make payments towards a piece oh, of that's art. That's really cool. Yeah. So I finally have it in the house. I'm gonna frame it. It's gonna be great. It was actually a wedding present for us both um, that I was gonna, you know, give to my husband as, you know, like. This is the first piece of 
material we both own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it took five years to get to the house. So for <laughs> those who might not know, um, <laughs> where would they? Where might people recognize their art from? His art from? Um, he does. Uh, he's done his own uh, comic book, which he wrote, drew, and penciled, um, called Kabuki. Uh, it's a series that ran like I don't know three or five paperbacks. I uh, can't remember, but um, mm-hmm. he does. He's done art for Fight Club. Um, art for Dexter, the comic book, mm-hmm. um, uh, Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I love that art, actually. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. really, wa- a lot of watercolors. Which Jessica Jones? The, um, the oh, not, well, Jessica Jones and Alias, he did both. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. I really love the, I, I love them both, actually. But, Good save, because um, really I totally <laughs> forgot he's done both of them, yeah. So, yeah, uh, check out his work. Uh, we might put a link to his page. Um, but, yeah, he's, his stuff is really, like, amazing, and it's, really layered um it'll have like um watercolor and then it'll have some kind of like laminate transparency that he drew and then had Mm -hmm. copied and then he'll put like a a dove's wings and you know Mm -hmm. just amazing so i'm really happy with that it's really good i've seen his artwork Uh, and for those of you who aren't reading the new jessica jones now uh title it's really good it's amazing it's um it's really kind of Thrown back to the uh, to the uh, alias stuff. I mean, she's showing up a little bit in some of the other titles, like she shows up in Power Man and Iron Fist. But um, she is kind of more that that title is a little bit more like fun and lighthearted. Um, but for sure, uh, Jessica Jones, the now title, is um, back to the gritty like deep Jessica Jones got problems character. (laughs) I mean, if you guys are familiar with Alias, um, that was just kind of like, it was one of the Marvel's first, it was actually Marvel's first Max Max. Mm -hmm. title, which was Max was intended for mature uh, readers, so... Parental advisory and everything. (laughs) So you can only imagine how gritty they get. So, um, yeah, I'm actually excited about collecting Jessica Jones on an individual issue basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry, I heard that. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, for those not in the know, I cracked my neck. I, I know, I was like, oh, <laughs> that was really creepy. <laughs> so how about that Young Justice news, guys? I'm, I'm super so excited. excited. I'm sorry. No, I am excited. I mean, it's <laughs> season three after, uh, after all of us that love... Uh, Young Justice and binge watched it on Netflix in order for them to like be moved by our struggle and and <laughs> give us give us a third season and actually close out some of these questions we have. So for those uh-huh. of us who know nothing about Young Justice, who are the characters and what is the uh, what's the storyline or or the yeah the background here? It's really hard to pinpoint and tell you who the actual characters are only because it's like the young justice transitioning and then there are so many kids that are like coming in of age and okay. getting into their yeah. super you know activities and so forth and so um, they're changing constantly okay but there's like regular ones like uh, Martian Manhunters uh, you may, uh, Miss Martian uh-huh, Miss Martian um, uh, Superboy yeah. um, uh, Robin one of the Robins was it which Drake I believe it was Tim Drake. Yeah, it was Tim Drake. So they used Tim Drake Robin. Um, another one, I believe, was... Aqualad. Aqualad. He's my favorite. Yeah. I, love, I love him. I want to cosplay him. That's how oh, much I yeah. love him. I'm like, yeah. his story in this series is just so amazing. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Kid Flash. Kid Flash. Uh, Artemis. 
Artemis. Uh, they later, um, uh, Blue Beetle joins them. Oh yes, yeah. I really like him. I love Blue Beetle so much. What, is, so much. what is his name? Uh, I believe this was they used Jaime. Jaime. Yeah, right, Jaime, right. Jaime Reyes. Um, uh, and by the way, newsflash: he has a really big like storyline behind him in the second season. Mm-hmm. He's like almost, I guess, the main storyline. Oh, almost. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think definitely the first season was focused on Superboy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it was more focused because uh, in this version they had just found him uh, in season one. They had just found him, so they were really trying to establish him into the superhero community and all that stuff. Uh, yeah, um, one of the things I was really uh, um, kind of taken aback was uh, Superman's actual reaction towards this clone of his. Yeah, and um, I I actually really liked it. Me too. Because yeah, it was just like, oh wait, and the fact, I think, I don't, did, I need to really go back and watch, but he went to Batman to ask him for help. Yeah. Really, and I thought that was, I thought that was like great because out of all of them, who has the most experience with kids? Right. It makes complete sense, yeah. and he completely knew what was up with the situation, and mm-hmm. and it was just great. I I thought th- they handled that part really well, and mm-hmm. uh, and also in the show you have a lot of cameos from actually mature older Justice League members, so oh, cool. it's really really awesome. So what is the specific news about season three? We have actually no real news except that they are going to make a season yeah, two. We happen. don't know which date, uh, what the release time is, or if it's going to be all the episodes at once. I'm assuming yes because it's Netflix, but we still don't have a date. But we're just excited that it's in production. Yeah, and it's just because um, um, the thing, the, the reason why it's such exciting news is because um, they the app they apparently cut. Season two, oh, like yes. they just said they were gonna finish. That's oh. it. We're done. And it was later revealed by one of the creators, one of the well, basically guys in ch- uh, guys in charge, um, uh, that the reason that they ended Young Justice was because too many girls were watching it. What? What is that? The f- yeah. reason? Oh my that god! Was, I was cursed. That was but what does that mean? Like yeah. basically, um, it's the same thing. What happened to Green Lantern, the animated series? <laughs> I'm dying here. They don't want me to reveal it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the reason, and it's rumored to be the reason that the original Teen Titans cartoon was cut short was because it had a popular, um, uh, it was very popular with girls, and that put them into direct conflict with shows that were directed at girls because the the show mm, was supposed to be directed at boys for the toys to be sold to boys. Oh, and you know, you hear that a lot. You mm-hmm. hear that a lot. Um, uh, Eddie has a friend who works in um, the biz, mm-hmm. and uh, there is, um, I won't say what uh, studio he works for, but there, um, I guess, yearly is a time where you can, where they, they ask for pitches. Mm-hmm. And um, so the friend was uh, telling Eddie that, uh, you know, let's let's do a pitch together, whatever. And so Eddie would come up with some ideas, and that was one of the things that he said. He's like, you have to look past the show. You have to look what's marketable on the toy shelf. No What way. is a character or what is a story or what are, in, in for the show, what can be easily translatable onto the toy shelf because that's where the money is made. Wow. Yeah, it's the same reason why they don't put um, uh, 
girl superheroes on the like on the stuff that's directed towards boys, like in the Avengers lineup, why you don't see Black Widow? Oh, that makes me um, so annoyed. Yeah, me no, too. why you don't see Black Widow in the oh, picture? Come on, Ray, or, <laughs> or Ray in the Star Wars. She's a freaking heroine, right? and it's just like she's uh, she's so big. She's such a great part, but in this, a lot of Star Wars merch. She's not there, mm-hmm. exactly. and so that's the whole the whole thing that started with like, uh, where's the, hashtag like, where's Ray hashtag where's Ray. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, that was a thing, and they finally did something. Uh, but that was originally why Young Justice was canceled was because uh, it had too many girls were watching it, and this uh, went into conflict with the shows that were uh, present that were directed at girls, and it's just um, uh, it just put into focus how kind of sexist. Um, um, many producers are um, uh, and just that they're thinking more about these uh, gendered structures in marketing because they don't want to be in direct conflict with each other on who buys what so that's kind of why that was established these kind of that is gender marketing. That's so crazy that mm-hmm. that's a that's a thing. I mean, I had no idea, but it makes complete sense. And yeah. as you were saying, the uh, the friend you guys have in the biz, I mean, yeah, I, I know that you have to look forward to, like, what is going to sell, what merchandise, and so forth. But um, I don't know. I just, uh, it sucks because we, we can't just choose to like what we like because, you know, they're going to cancel it or whatnot. You know, it just kind of sad actually it makes me a little sad mm-hmm. so anyways Netflix doesn't care that's why Netflix <laughs> so I'm just I'm just so happy that they're bringing it back because it was such they did such a great job with the girl characters and oh, with like yeah. all the characters so they were all equal they were all they were establishing really well they gave them characters personalities like oh god I love you I'm just so I know Artemis was really great. Mm-hmm. McGann had a little struggle going on, but then yeah. it was like resolved. Yeah. I mean, uh, spoiler alert for those of you guys who don't know, McGann is actually like a white Martian. Yeah. Which yeah. is responsible for the genocide of the green Martians mm-hmm. on Mars. Interesting. So. Yeah. What um, what network was Young Justice originally aired? The? Um, <laughs> I believe it might have been Cartoon Network. Okay. Which kind of explain stuff. But uh, points to Cartoon Network, they've been changing a bit with their establishment of a lo- in a lot of their shows. They're also Teen Titans Go, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's why, like, they're doing a bit better, but then I'm bitter about Teen Titans Go, too. So <laughs> I'm just, uh, I have a lot of problems with the industry. And so as a, it's, it's very much a one step forward, two steps back kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will acknowledge the good that they have done in the representation of LGBT characters, something that they have done more. And they create, come on, they greenlit Steven Universe. That's, that's enough to earn them kudos in my point, uh, in well, in my book, uh, <laughs> what do you call it. So you can definitely see that they're at least willing to try. Mm-hmm. But um, but let's face it, Netflix yeah. is really blowing it out of yeah. the water. Yeah, like they Netflix don't is. answer to anyone, and they just do what they do. Yep, which is why I didn't complain about the ten dollar raise. I'm <laughs> I'm, pay, I'm paying ten dollars, and that's fine. It's <laughs> good if they if they can get me season three of Young Justice. Uh, please take my money. This is, <laughs> this is why you are here. This, is, this justifies everything. Uh, I'm glad I didn't cancel my subscription. So <laughs> then season one and two of Young Justice is available on Netflix? Yes. yes. Okay. And one of the things, I guess, the promotion was that um, if uh, binge watch the first two seasons, so it shows how much you like the show. I remember seeing that mm-hmm. in my social media a while back. 
Yeah, and it, it, I did. I binged two seasons worth in like three days. It was that good. I mean, I did not get tired of it at all. It was just mm-hmm. great. And then I and then I was left with a big hole in my heart. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it's such a great show, and I'm glad that they're doing season three. Um, and you should definitely watch it. Justin. I will put it on my queue. <laughs> on my Netflix queue. Just be careful. Once you start, you won't be able to okay. stop. Okay. <laughs> I, I guarantee you, it'll be another flash situation all over again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's Etta Candy. I'm Steve Travers, secretary. What is a secretary? I go where he tells me to go, and I do what he tells me to do. Yeah, well, where I'm from, they're called slavery. I really like her. Fantastic. Oh, Ladies, up you? I do. I like her. So what do you guys think about that new trailer? What yes. do you guys yes. think? What do you guys think? Yes. Okay. Um, confession time, people. I never really liked Wonder Woman. I know. <laughs> but this icon, the greatest super woman, woman or woman ever. heroine heroin <laughs> 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 um, uh, to ever be created and all that stuff but personally she uh, she never interested me and honestly when the first trailer came out I was just all like man I guess it looks cool but I still don't like Wonder Woman uh, we will get into later why <laughs> my mind has changed nice. but um, um, I have to admit the, the trailer was amazing and I was just all like it looks cool. Looks cool. Um, I have some issues with it, especially now knowing more about Wonder Woman. Yeah. Uh, but it was definitely an interesting trailer that I liked, um, uh, and that we got hints of clues as to where they're exactly they're going with this. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I really liked it. I especially liked that whole like kind of the wailing. Um, kind of opera kind of music in the background. I think they did a really excellent job with the soundtrack, and I think it really, really goes well with the scenes. And the f- I'm really all about the fighting scenes. I really like to see a woman, like, really, like, kick ass and, mm-hmm. you know, just, I just love that part. I'm, I'm a little iffy about the whole maybe love story yes. that might take place. That's, that what, I'm a, that's mm-hmm. what I'm iffy about. Yeah. But yeah. other than that, uh, Gil Gadot has really surprised me as Wonder Woman, and she was like the only thing I really liked about uh, Batman vs Superman. So I can't wait. Yes. Oh my <laughs> God. <laughs> Another situation that uh, once I get started, I won't stop. Uh, but literally, the only the best thing about BVS was the collective five minutes uh, Wonder Woman was in it. Uh, Thank you. Yes. 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 So I have some of the same similar. Um, thoughts that Jen does about the Wonder Woman trailer. I have, um, actually I used to love Wonder Woman as a little girl. I had the, um, I had the, the uh, underoos. Under <laughs> 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 uh, because you could only choose between Wonder Woman and I'm not sure what other one female there might have been. I can't remember. I think Shira maybe was one of Hey, the I love Shira. She was awesome. Um, I actually have Shira underoos now as an adult. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> But, um, so, yeah, as a kid on um, Super Friends, I loved Wonder Woman. Were your boyfriend? Um, Yes, my boyfriend, Aquaman. (laughs) I used to kiss the TV when Aquaman (laughs) was on the screen. You may be the only female I know who has admitted to that. (laughs) Um, But as a comic book 
reader, a new comic book reader, um, I was reading some of the Wonder Woman stories that had come out. I did read Grant Morrison's Wonder Woman Earth One. Um, I read um, some of uh, gosh, the the Wonder Woman that came out before. Oh, I. Uh, I can't remember now what the title was, but before Rebirth, there was a Wonder Woman that was out that I was reading. Um, so I was kind of getting bits and pieces of Wonder Woman history and, and lore and mythology um, and was very, very upset by some of the stuff that I read because also, um, as a kid, it's Wonder Woman is... is cool and fun and she's a woman and she's out there uh, along the guys and you know saving yeah, the world yeah. but in the comics that I was reading um, as much as what like how Jen said you hear oh she's this this huge feminist icon and she is like this amazing iconic character in the DC universe and I just wasn't getting that in the stuff that I was reading, and I was super, super disappointed. So when I heard about the movie, I kind of was like, mm, just mm-hmm. like, like Jen said, meh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and uh, I did like her in BBS. I drug my husband to go see it because <laughs> I, <laughs> I needed to, to know what everyone was talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like her there. Um, and the first trailer, when the first trailer came out, I was actually very, very impressed. I was like, wow, yeah. um, maybe this is actually going to go somewhere and this is going to be great. When the second trailer came out, I watched it and I was I was right there. I was like, yes, yes. I was at uh, the introduction of Etta Candy and, and uh, how um, the whole uh, exchange about how she explains what a secretary is and uh, Wonder <laughs> Woman... Uh, comes back with well you know where I'm from that's called the slave and it's just the 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 rapport back and forth between them because we know you know the history between Etta and and Wonder Woman I was I was right there and then they they go to a scene where it looks like Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman are gonna kiss and I'm like ugh okay why I I got so it like immediately turned me off mm-hmm. um. And so I'm I'm very interested to see where that goes, if they're just kind of baiting and switching us maybe, um, because there's based on the rest of the trailer, there's so much story to be told. Where does that fit in? Right. Uh, why do they always try to like when it involves women characters? Why do they always try to like? throw a love story at us. I, I get it. We're romantic by nature, but still, I mean, we don't need that every single film. I mean, yeah. there, there's more to us than just, you know, freaking... There, there is a reason behind that. Um, that I... Um, uh, basically, in film... Well, not film production, but, like, Hollywood, it is established that uh, to draw the... To draw women into theaters or like women-related uh, films, they have established to always throw in a love story. Uh, but it's 2016, and it's she's a freaking Amazon warrior. I know. <laughs> yeah, I and you know what? If you're gonna feed us a little tiny storyline about a love story that you know supposedly blossoms in five minutes, it's still no good for us. I mean, we need mm-hmm. content. Yeah, we need we need a thick, nice layer of. 
you know, how they came to be and how they, they have magic and all that. You know, we don't just throw it in there like that. It's just not cool. This is, uh, oh, sorry. Uh, no, that just reminds me of something that a comedian said. I can't remember his name, but he was just all like, men like to watch their porn, women like to read their porn. <laughs> and this is true because, look, <laughs> if I'm going to read something, I want, give, give me the, give me how they met, how they established each other, how, what's up, what does she feel, what does he feel, like, what's going on. Like, I will, I like, give me the sexy bits as well, but I want to know how they got to the sexy bits. And this right. is just, um, mm-hmm. kind of... Speaking to the fact that all women are different and you can't just overgeneralize, I fast forward through the slow parts and get right to the business. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you can't you, you you can't overgeneralize of what women actually want. <laughs> mm, this is true. This is true. But but you can agree that all women, I'm sure out there, do not like like a half baked love story. Yeah, that that's just mm-hmm. we need we need a good storyline, and if if you're gonna target the female audience for this movie, we definitely need really good storytelling, not like Batman versus Superman, where there's so many holes in the plot that I can't even begin to describe. Ugh. <laughs> well, I, I do hold out high hopes, and I have to say the reason why I'm holding out high hopes for this movie now brings me to the book that we read for uh, this this. Uh, episode uh we um read george perez's wonder woman volume one and like i said i had read grant morrison's i read some of the other um stuff i'm reading rebirth wonder woman right now and i was like begging for somebody to show me a wonder woman that i admired that i could really look up to as a hero and that I um, wanted her to be from that little girl watching her on Super Friends up to the feminist female adult that I am now. I wanted that Wonder Woman and I have to say that after reading this book I have found her and it makes me super excited for the movie. All it took was a Hispanic man man writing Wonder Woman to finally... Be I, I'm finally on board with Wonder Woman. This is this is it. This is what I have been searching. This literally, this book right here is what I have been looking for Wonder Woman for ages, and it's 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 amazing. Like I've I've I well I haven't exactly read, but we read Infinity Gauntlet where we saw his pencils, his artwork, which I didn't know he only worked up to issue number four. Oh, okay. And then he kind of like um. Uh, he can. Well, he didn't bail, but he was uh, going through some stuff. Oh, uh-huh. So he was just uh, like, "I'll ink it for you, but I can't draw anymore." Um, but like, so I was well established with Perez's artwork. Yeah. Not his uh, writing, and I was so blown away. This is. I have finally found a great Wonder Woman story told in such a great complex manner yes. in a way that is that really fulfills a, like i guess the that that feminist spirit that so I mean that she has been hailed as i finally understand <laughs> and i'm just all like yes. and you can in in the books i think this uh, actually uh, there was a reboot of wonder woman in the 80s and this collects wonder woman 1 through 14 and um, he does write it with uh, a co-writer, Len Wein. Um, 
But in all of the issues, you see that he was the plotter. He was the story. He, he wrote the plot of the story, um, and Len uh, actually scripted it. But um, he, he was heavily involved and influenced this story. I really love, like, just the opening few pages of it. Yes. I really like how, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to just dive into, like, you know, Wonder Woman. But, no, he sets the mood. Yes. Yes. And, like, yes. I was like, where is this going? And then uh, when I, you know, it just, it, um, I got to say, it really took me back to, like, uh, kind of when I was reading Sandman, that kind of sort of, like, a mystical kind of, like, backstory that, that has a deeper meaning throughout the story, and I was like, yes. whoa. Yes, the, the mythos in the yes. book, the establishment of the Greek god, yes. like, oh, my God, this read like a Greek classic. Yes, this, Like, absolutely. if you ever thought that there was ever something to be written about, like, a warrior, about a, a warrior queen or something written by... The reading by like I don't know Plato or whatever. This, this is it. This is like I like that's it. Yeah, He's I'm just saying like it. George Perez to Plato. Yes, this, this dude is is Plato. There, I said it. Come at me. Come at me. And it's just like it reads. It reads like the Odyssey. It reads like the Iliad. It yes, reads like the yes. Agamemnon. It's it's so good. It's so well established. Like uh, look, I love Greek mythology. I love I. So I I've taken enough courses. That I know what I'm talking about. I am not a pro. I'm, I'm gonna leave that to my best friend. She's, <laughs> she's a classics major, but we talk about it enough that I know what I'm talking about. And I am honestly convinced that this could be straight out of a Greek tale. Uh, I absolutely agree. Um, that was one of my favorite things in high school. But I'm not like I didn't take a specialized class for this. So mm-hmm. some of the times I did have to. Um, kind of sort of remember, maybe Google the name and yeah. just sort of get familiarized with uh, with the character. But um, that did not dissuade me from the actual story itself. Mm-hmm. And it actually gave it more depth and more, like, I don't know, it was more solid for me, like, to, to just grab from mythology and use it into the Wonder Woman persona and story was just, it was brilliant. It was bloody brilliant. Mm-hmm. Although... Um, uh, Steve, Steve, Steve wa- Trevor, Steve Trevor. I, I was gonna say Rogers for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Steves. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of Steves. Um, I was just thinking um, while I was reading the book, and he was presented as a as a character in the book. I was like, whoa, this guy looks really aged. Yeah, and then and then you know that kind of like broke my heart a little bit just because I was like, where is this going? But then as I read on. I was like, okay, it makes sense now. So, you know, just because so you assumed that maybe um, they were going to try to force a relationship between... I thought they were yeah. going to force a relationship, and I was like, okay, I don't see the connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I'm, I like, as I've been forced to see relationships and different things in Hollywood, I thought maybe they're going to throw it in there. Right. But uh, Absolutely. I thought the exact mm-hmm. same thing, because we've been conditioned mm-hmm. so much that if there is a female lead... Without a doubt, there has to be um, a male that is there that, mm-hmm. it, for whatever reason, is the important thing that she that that it's her um, her motivation somehow. Right. Right. Um, and so I kind of fell into the same mindset uh, when Steve was introduced, and I also too from the artwork thought the same thing that he's kind of old. How? Why are they gonna do like? And there are. Mm-hmm. I mean. Am I, I'm not wrong in saying that there are storylines where they romantically are connected, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. 
So, yeah, so, I mean, it, it made sense that it's just an assumption. Although there's a very cool connection to them in yes, this book. I, de- I mean, oh, oh, God. So good. The storytelling so in this book is so amazing. The way that Sarah said that, you know, it, it starts out with this this stage that is set with this uh, this feeling, uh, to, to set the feeling for the mood of the storyline, mm-hmm. and throughout the book, it goes back and forth, it's very closely tied to um, Greek gods and their mythos, and which makes perfect sense, because Wonder Woman, I mean, one thing that we all know is that she was, cre- she was created by the gods, right? Mm-hmm. and so um, to, ha- to have them play such a close... Um, relationship with the story, it just, it really set the mood for yes. me. Mm-hmm. The, and the point I was making is actually that many times in the book, they will um, show something, they, they will give you something, and then it'll jump to something else, and you kind of forget about it, but then it ties back every time, somewhere mm-hmm. further in, mm-hmm. down the line, and something that you might have forgotten about, but you're reading them like, oh, yeah. And it was like I did that multiple times reading this book um, where I was reading and I was seeing them tying back to things that they had brought up earlier. Mm-hmm. And not only just being like, oh, yeah, that, but like freaking amazingly tying it in. And like the storytelling is just so good. Yeah, and that's one of the things I really liked about this, finding those, I guess you can call them Easter eggs or like yes. just the progression of the story. But one of the things that I really like about how they told the story and how it can get a bit complex and, you know, you like you said, you forgot about things you read a little bit earlier in the storyline. Um, it it it, um, it respects us as, as readers mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. we can get it, that we're actually in the story with the writer and the artists and that... Um, we don't get spoon-fed things. I mean, you know, they're... I, I felt respected as a reader. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, now, speaking about respect to the reader, um, I'm going to compare this to Wonder Woman Earth 1 and just the major difference. Wonder Woman Earth 1 was written by Grant Morrison, and Grant Morrison is a good writer. He has done amazing work for DC Comics. Swamp Thing was one of my favorites from Grant Morrison. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Arkham Asylum is oh, yes. one of the defining pieces of of uh, Batman and Joker's uh, relationship right up there with the killing joke. Yeah, uh, that absolutely. said, um, his Wonder Woman Earth One was shit. <laughs> uh, it was a, it was utterly dissatisfying and. I can see what he was trying to do in trying to retell a modern version of Wonder Woman for a new decade, I guess. But honestly, all they could have done was repainted George, which I guess they had done. <laughs> but I mean, like, re-release the first couple of issues for this once more, and that we would have been set. Yeah. We would have been set because this is just written so amazingly well. And it's just... The historical people who say that politics and comics don't mix in, <laughs> yo, just <laughs> just as they mentioned Reagan, they mentioned the yeah. Cold War, they mentioned yeah. they mentioned everything, they mentioned her involvement in this nuclear crisis. That the fact that it doesn't happen is because she is there yeah. and she stops it. Yeah, <clears throat> fam. Politics and comics have always mixed in. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's Agreed. just like and it's just like it's so well written and it's just like it's. The set, like the set, they set the mood 
for in the in that first issue of like they do it like an opening like if you when you read uh when you greek read any greek work or tales that they open is very much how they open like this mm. it's set with the gods and then it's like like kind of like the cosmic drama right that's going on and then it goes to the mortal realm mm-hmm. and this is how this is set and i just i just i just really love that it doesn't spoon feed you i didn't feel like i was being condescended to like i was in wonder woman earth one and uh even the cover of this you remember the cover for wonder woman yes. earth one yes. she it was her standing kind of this almost um uh birth of venus pose with chains on her oh wow yeah and it's just um and it was a it was actually part of the storyline. It wasn't just cover art. It was yeah. part of the storyline. And when you actually read the story of the part of the story where she is brought, quote unquote, in bondage into this trial that she is standing, it's completely unnecessary for one. Um, but just so demeaning uh, to I think mm-hmm. like we're saying, respecting the reader, demeaning to the reader. Mm-hmm. Um and yeah the 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 cover here is so completely completely 180 different mm-hmm. than also part of the storyline um mm-hmm. but yeah I I definitely agree with Jen and just hearing her talk about this book I'm like I the feels I'm feeling right now I'm like mm-hmm. fuck I got to I gotta read that book. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like in in this cover, in the drawing, like George Perez is such an amazing uh, penciler artist. He's just like, like in that one, in the Wonder Woman Earth one, one she's like I said, she was kind of standing in this Birth of Venus pose, face relaxed, almost like, oh yeah, oh my god, <laughs> I'm here. How did this happen? <laughs> and in this one, she's pissed. Yeah, she's look at her face. Yeah, her face is dynamic. Uh-huh. She that is that is that's a frown. Mm-hmm. That, that that is that is her in battle, and she's like r- grabbing at the snakes and ripping them off. Like this is this is what you do when you're fighting. Like the the like I love I I focus a lot on hands in art because I can't draw them. <laughs> so, so it's just like the way he the way he draws it. You can see that she's straining to grip this snake mm-hmm. that's trying to bite her, and she's like, like that she 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 wants to crush it in her hands. And it's just it's it's already just this cover itself speaks so much for the books that we're about to read. Unlike Wonder Woman Earth One by Grant Morrison. <laughs> <laughs> so I was in the DC panel that when Grant Morrison uh, announced his Wonder Woman Earth One. And to hear him speak um, with his sexy accent, <laughs> but also to hear him speak about just the amazing things that he wanted to do with this character and the reason he was taking this helm. I mean, he had... Um, purpose, and I was, I left that panel, it was a San Diego Comic Con a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. I left that panel so excited to read that book, and then years passed, and I, I was like a year or so, a year and a half, and the book actually came out, and I was really um, excited to read it, so I, I read it for a book club, and um, as I was reading it, 
I was so, so, so disappointed. I was so disappointed. And I was like, is this seriously Wonder Woman? Like, is this the Wonder Woman that everyone keeps saying is so amazing and such a strong Mm -hmm. character? And so, I mean, she was written so... First of all, my husband asked me after I finished reading this book, he's like, so did you like it? And first of all, I said, God bless George Perez because he (laughs) saved Wonder Woman for me. But second of all, I said, um, compared to Grant Morrison's Earth One, there he told, George Perez told the most dynamic story and, and unraveled it and told it so well. And not once did he draw a splash page of women just lounging around drinking, having sex with each other. Yeah, look, uh, I'm all for <laughs> women having sex um, uh, and just, like, banging it. Um, but, like, like you said, like, in Earth 1... We never got a reason why they're all so fit. Like, yeah. like, I was like, yeah, man, that's, yes. that's a yes. paradise. Like, yeah, like, the, like all these women are beautiful and they're like that. And I was just like, oh yeah, that's 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 pretty cool. Uh, that speaks to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then in this one, we we get why. Yeah, because they're guarding something evil. Yeah, that is that. This is this is their this is their prize and their punishment. They get to live in paradise, but. They have to guard this unspeakable evil from being released onto the world, and that's why these women are warriors. This is why these women are strong, and why they keep staying strong. And whereas in Earth One, they're just they're just there. Yeah, they're just there. Yeah. I mean, the the way that the story was presented is that these women were basically just partying for centuries. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. And mm-hmm. uh, and 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 it's not that. Uh, I have anything against women just lounging around, partying, and having a good time. But that was all that they were purported to be doing. Look, you, you get tired after partying for 3,000 <laughs> years. I get tired after partying for, like, uh, two days. Like, Same here. It's just yeah. like, it's uh, like, it's, like, this is, can't, like, this can't possibly be all that they do. And George Perez answered yes answered that he's yes. just like no of course not these these women are, are are warriors they are they are gifted they are talented and they have been put to use mm-hmm. they they are the gods chosen yeah and it's just like <clears throat> that's another thing i really like is the use of the female god Yes, oh, yes. finally. Yes. yes. Like, let me tell I love Greek mythology. I love Greek stories. And I know Hera has gotten a lot of shit. Oh, yeah. Um, but she is, honestly, I think she has been one of the most misunderstood um, uh, Greek goddesses of all time. Why does she get shit? Because she, she's so jealous and she's vengeful. And ah, okay. Yeah, like the, like the spiteful yeah. wife. Yeah. That's what you get from most stories. You know what? I have to... I, I guess it's just because the election uh, <laughs> cycle is around and it's all we hear. But I, I totally liken her to Hillary Clinton in, yeah. in this book because everyone was kind of... Uh, well, not, not I don't know that they were judging her, but, I mean, the fact that she was putting up with her, with yeah with his infidelities with his pride with his anger with all this stuff but 
And, and it was bothering her. You could tell it was bothering her. But she also knew that she had to, she had to keep her position because it was important for her to get stuff done that she needed to get done. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. That is Definitely. absolutely true. It was uh, one. I think one of the parts where I really loved it when she's like, "Okay, I've had it." Yeah. Your your vanity. She didn't even say infidelity. She's like, your vanity has caused so many problems that, you know, we have had to answer for. Yeah. And it's time that you stopped. I've had mm-hmm. it. and it, But it was like a really well-written argument. And I was just mm-hmm. like, God, I love you, Hera, now. And like, <laughs> I totally love you. Like, yeah. before, because, I mean, I've seen Clash of the Titans and yeah, I've read other yeah, stories. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I love but, Clash. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, reading this... this um, this character, as he wrote her, um, and then having that little speech, it was just—it wasn't even long. It was just some few words, but they just kind of really cut. Yeah, yeah, they were—they were impactful, and it's just like most people would brush Hera off as like it's so easy to make her the villain. Mm-hmm. Greek, the Greeks have been doing it for forever, blaming um, and blaming her for her husband's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. her, her best husband's behavior. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's just in this comic. I think they it was it would have been so easy to make Hera the villain and the one responsible for everything. And in a matter, she almost is because of the madness she sent Heracles. Um, uh, Hercules is Roman BTW. I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying his his name is Heracles, Heracles. in Greek. Yeah. Anyways, anyways. Uh, sorry, my snobbishness. No, no. <laughs> I you know what. You know what? I was like. Did they misspell it? No. And then I kept reading, and I'm like, no, I remember Heracles. So then yeah. I was like, okay, this must be one of those times where I didn't read up on that. Now, that yeah. storyline is very interesting, too. Yeah. Um, from where he comes into the storyline and the things that he uh, causes. causes and does from the beginning, and then where he he comes in the end, his, his character development, um, and then also... Um, uh, Hippolyta's mm-hmm. interaction with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. It's a it's it's a very a very interesting take. Yeah, I think, and it's again. I'm also going to say it's a very very Greek to me too mm-hmm. in the way that it was written. I do have um, some I, a, a bit of issues. If it, it almost kind of reads as um, uh, as kind of like uh, like she. That, let's be real. She she wants to hook up with her abuser. Yeah, actually, it was very Luke and Laura. Yeah. Uh, if those of you that uh, are not uh, old enough to remember General Hospital, uh, Luke and Laura was this very very popular couple who I everybody heralded their relationship. Um, they were the go to uh, couple of General Hospital for decades. Um, one small little. Um, well-known but little-discussed fact, um, Luke was Laura's rapist. Wow. Yeah. And so <laughs> that's, why, that's why I'm saying that it reads very Greek to me is because um, there's a lot of rape in Greek um, yeah. Greek tales. Zeus himself. And there was some... Yeah. There, yeah. Was, there was rape in this story. Yeah. Um, but the way that they um, dealt with it, the way that George yeah. Perez yeah. read it, read yeah. it, wrote yeah. it, <laughs> was very purposeful uh-huh. um, to where it it didn't... It was... 
it was integral to the storyline, but the way that he wrote it didn't detract away from it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And also, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry to cut you off, but also it was one of the things we didn't see yes, happen. And, yeah. and good mm-hmm. point. We yeah. didn't need to see it happen. Right. And and we, and we, yeah, and uh-huh. we didn't see it happen. That's, yes. why, that's why it's just like, that's what I was going to point out, is that... They mention it, they don't show it, yes. which has been driving me yes. insane in most recent and uh, uh, comics and TV yes. series mm-hmm. is that they, like, to make, I don't know, a great story, they have to show, right? No, you don't. Yeah. You can just mention it. Yeah. And you you don't have to show it. It's, uh, for women, that's impactful enough. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. know we know Absolutely. what it stands for. We know, we know what it is, and we know the great violation that yes. it is. And so, for... George Perez to write something like this, so complex, to issue, to say something about consent. Yes. In the 80s. Yes. Absolutely. I, I was, that that immediately made this such a great and solid storyline. Especially yes. the part when Zeus was just all like, 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 uh, he was basically like, come on, baby, you know you want this. Uh, oh my gosh, that that picture <laughs> where he's just with his arms outstretched to to, to Wonder Woman with his loincloth. I was just like, <laughs> and that and, and isn't that though so um, characteristic of Zeus? Uh, well, of Zeus, but of men who yeah. catcall and whistle women on the street. Yeah, I mean it. It's um. For whatever reason, they think that they are God's gift. They are Zeus's gift. <laughs> and and just himself. the fact that they show uh, some sort of interest means that the woman is just going to drop everything and uh, run off with them. I'm like, really? What would really happen? <laughs> and, like, yeah. I, and it's not even about... I, I know it's about power and control and, and all that other kind of stuff. Um, and and uh, definitely, I'm sure every single uh, one of us at this table has experienced when somebody catcalls you or says something inappropriate. Mm-hmm. But that picture um, and the things that he was saying totally encompassed that experience for women. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, like I'm, I'm saying, like it's just it's so amazing to me that a man could write this and nail it so well. I'm always always (laughs) in awe and just really happy when when a male writer nails it. You know, like, I'm like, wow, you either did your homework or your mama raised you right. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, two Latino uh, writers in a row, we were saying this about, so maybe it has something to do with our culture. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, machismo might not, uh, maybe that's, you know, they show it on the outside, but deep down inside, they they have it. (laughs) (laughs) But you brought up a good point, Jen, about um, the fact that some of the things that he was discussing and bringing up socially um, the social constructs like consent and there were mm-hmm. some other things in here just women um, being uh, strong and mm-hmm. but not in a way that they're portrayed as being bitchy mm-hmm. for the 80s that was very very um, progressive yeah very very progressive and it's just like it, um, like I hurt for for Diana, when she was betrayed by uh, Barbara, Doctor, the, the chick who becomes Cheetah. Oh yes, uh-huh. and by her own uh, um, uh, manager, mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's it called again? 
Her media, her, uh, uh, yeah, her, her media person, uh-huh. like, uh, like how she was just like, why would women do this to each other? Yes, and I just, yes. I, her, I, I felt her pain in that, and I was just all like, oh my god. You know, um, that specific scene. Also, I thought the same thing, and I, at that point, actually, I think I went to see uh, what decade it was written specifically <laughs> because I felt like that was very progressive for a male writer to. To write uh, a female character um, that doesn't automatically assume that other women are going to backstab her or isn't backstabbing those women, mm-hmm. um, I, I that scene in particular I think resonated with me too because mm-hmm. I did too. I I really there's multiple times in this book where my I felt strong empathy for Wonder mm-hmm. Woman and for the thing and for this a lot of the other uh, female characters that we're introduced Mm -hmm. to yeah and it's just like it's again like sometimes i was expecting that that bitchy behavior even from her media manager yeah i ended up kind of liking i did too i i Uh, I did too i thought she was going to be really bitchy from the way that she was brought into the story but Uh she turned out to be pretty supportive although she still was out for her money but yeah i mean i I was sometimes you gotta make that oh yo and it's just like but in the end she honestly did feel bad about how she treated Mm -hmm. diana um, uh, and she w- did try to apologize. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the end, she did. So it was just like, no, we had a contract. She can't do that. <laughs> but she, but she was like legit. Like she was legitimately sorry about that. Yeah. And uh, I really liked the in in the book itself how uh, Diana uh, looks at Julia's daughter and she's like, she's beautiful. Yes, that's what I and was, was going to mention. Like, yes. I was just like, holy crap. Like, yeah. And, yeah. And not only that, like one of the other things that I like is like, yeah, she. In her inner monologue, she sees a lot of... She picks at the beautiful... uh, Not beautiful as in physical, but, like, as the beauty as an individual. Mm -hmm, And that's mm -hmm. the monologue she has within her. Like, these people are so noble, you know, even though my mom said that they were, like, a backwards race of human beings. You know, they have the ability to be noble and courageous and, you know, really step up. And another thing I really liked was how they casually mentioned that a violence... And um, and rage and uh, vengeance is not the way. It's not their way. Mm-hmm. So they they're trying to be a different way that is more compassionate and understanding. And mm-hmm. even with the whole situation with, um, I was gonna say Hercules, mm-hmm. Heracles, Heracles. With Heracles um, <laughs> were um, at the end. Um, it only took centuries, guys, but at the end, <laughs> they established, like, a nice relationship amongst, you know, um, the Queen of the Amazons and Heracles. I mean, it just, I was like, you know, God, if that happened to me, I don't know if I could ever forgive them. You know? Right, yeah. yeah. But um, then in this book, it shows the compassion and, and the growth of a, the human being and, and a woman, the woman's spirit, uh-huh. and, you know, and I just love that about this. Yeah, and it was just like, like I said, like I wasn't sure what to feel about that ending with Heracles yeah. and Hippolyta, and but then it kind of, it in a way, it made a bit of sense. Um, but it only made sense because you see that Heracles really did feel ashamed of his actions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, uh, and it's just, it's what they did to him. What, what I mean, what he did to them is still unforgivable. Right? Yeah. yeah, unforgivable. But oh he, God. he. He did pay for his sins in that cave yeah. in the in, yeah. the, in Pandora's box. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he 
He was he was literally holding all the evils inside of him as his punishment yeah. for all his sins. Yeah. And uh and you could see that he he truly and utterly felt I mean, who knows how many how many centuries he was down there, but it was centuries. Right, yeah. Um, but not only that, I mean, for Hippolyta to come across him and see his pain and then and choose he, to help him. And choose empathy yeah. instead of yeah. vengeance. Yeah. Exactly. That was just like, oh, like uh, she could have left him there. Yeah. She yeah. didn't have to save him. Yeah. And, and I think there's actually um, a, a, a scene, um, a panel, where she says... She could have done that, but it's not the Amazon way. Yeah, exactly. It's not the yeah. Amazon way. I mean, at the risk of both her and Diana's lives, they went back mm-hmm. to save him. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I thought that was, God, that's something I want to strive for, you know, like forgiveness and compassion and empathy. And, you know, because it it's harder to be that way than it is to just hate and be vengeful and spiteful. Yeah, that's true. Reading that, honestly, I, would, I kind of reflected it in myself. And I was just like, damn. I did the same. I did the mm-hmm. same. I was like, could I have done that? Mm-hmm. I mean, you you hear um, a lot of victims of violent crimes. You know, they go to their um, to their perpetrators' trials and and stuff, and they'll say, you know, I I've forgiven them and ask for maybe leniency or something. And I, in this particular scene, I said the same. I don't know if I I was I was a little upset that she did it. I don't know if I could. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I was like, dude, just leave them there. There's no time, guys. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone too far. Yeah. So Heracles is not the only male character that we have in this book that portrays that um, patriarchal women are less than uh, mm-hmm. uh, attitude. Uh, we see it throughout a lot here, mm-hmm. but the... The way that it, uh, the reason I don't mind it is because it always uh, comes before the strong female characters come in and and come up against it and yeah. for the, and every single time defeat it. Yes, that yes. is what I love about this book. This mm-hmm. this is the feminist icon Wonder Woman and the feminist yes. story that I have been yearning for. Mm-hmm. Every single time that that happens in this book, a woman comes up and shuts it down. Mm-hmm. And shuts it down in with her her strength, with her her power, with her, her compassion, compassion. Her capacity to love. Yes, yeah. love uh-huh. um, with her uh, smart, just with never, and I will repeat, never <laughs> with her looks or sexuality. Thank you. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. I'm so glad you mentioned that uh-huh. because they do briefly say she's, like, super beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. like we don't focus on it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. And I think it comes across itself in the art itself. Yeah, absolutely. That, that the way she's able, the way that George Perez just is able to, to, to make her look strong and beautiful at the same time and the fact that th- there's no need to state that hey she's hot yeah but she's strong too yeah mm-hmm. and so just george perez man i know you you, you are forever it. like i already like this dude now he just like shot up straight like <laughs> like for real, i'm gonna buy the second volume to this oh because yes, yes. uh it is a thing that i want to read uh from what i read he stops actually penciling it 
uh, mm-hmm. issue number 24, but he writes up to issue number 64 or 62. Ah. So he keeps writing it even though if he stops penciling it. Oh, nice. So, but either, either way, so it should... So an interesting thing that I read, too, about him is that uh, he had uh, already planned to go through the end of this run, and he already had his story plotted out. And in the end, he actually um, wanted to culminate it with a wedding, yes. um, with Edda's and Steve's wedding. Really? Um, but but I, I love that part. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but um, DC had other uh, ideas and actually... Um, they got into some beef. Yeah, they yeah. got into the beef because, and this is the best thing to get into a beef about, I yeah, think. Yeah, yeah. Um, Perez thought that DC was not giving enough attention to Wonder Woman's 50th anniversary. Yeah. Wow. He thought that she was such an icon that she needed to be raised up and and, and heralded for uh-huh. the, the strong... Superhero character that she is, and um, DC kind of swept it under the rug, and so that created beef, and he he moved on. Yeah. Oh wow! But he eventually returned to do some stuff with uh, DC, but that was his major beef, and why he left them afterwards. Uh, it was just like you're not paying enough attention to this iconic character that should that is up there with Superman and Batman, and I can finally see it. Yes, that she is yes, she, she she deserves her place up at the top in yes. the Trinity in Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. She yes. is that Justice League member. She is strong and capable. Yes, and, absolutely. Um, it's really funny because there's a, a brief part in the in the story where. They ask her to um, uh, join the Justice League, mm-hmm. and she said, "That's that's not my purpose. I don't want to be a costume yes. hero. Yes, because yeah. and the, and she's just like, I want to teach men the ways of the Amazon. Uh-huh. And I was just all like, Good <laughs> to you. But <laughs> uh, this book just had so many amazing things in it um, from her." Origin from the Greek god um, from the origin mythos. of her name. Yes, that's what mm-hmm. I was going to say. Her, her, the way that they yes. tie in um, yes. the the origin of her name and how that ties into Steve Trevor and just and also how they explain her 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 garb, her, garb. her stars and stripes, mm-hmm. everything. Oh my gosh, it's just so. Uh, this is so amazing, and um, it, it it's. I'm not going to spoil where, uh, who her uh, name comes from or, or her origin or anything, but it's so worth it to read this book and find out for yourself. Yes, it was just like, it just it was just one of those like, oh my god. Yes. Like yes. Um, it was such an OMG moment. I I gasped yeah. yeah. out loud. I, I know. <laughs> I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, because you know, at the beginning when she names her, she says you're going to be named after a great warrior. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Okay, I don't know who that is. Is it Diana, the Queen of the Hunt? Uh-huh. I mean, the, the yeah, that was the, that's yeah, what I thought. Her, I thought that was they were going for Artemis because Artis, Artemis's Roman name is Diana, mm-hmm. uh, and so that's what I thought. That's that what I thought too. Yeah. yeah, and then and then when it tied in that way, and I'm like, <gasps> oh my god! <laughs> yeah, when it tied in, I was like, wait, I kind of remember that, and so I flipped all the way back, and it just said, uh-huh. uh, "You're going to be named after the Great Warrior." And then when it explained the yeah. whole storyline, yeah. I was like, oh. Oh my gosh! I gotta yeah. be honest. I had to uh, flip back and reread those pages yeah. just to see that I wasn't yeah. like mistaken. Because sometimes your brain, you know, like I was reading Hercules instead of Heracles, so it'll do that yeah. while you're reading. So yeah. I had to 
flip back and say, wait a minute. Oh, man. It was great. It was really great. Yes, it was, it was really good. I think yeah. that was one of my favorite parts. <laughs> Mine, too. Yeah. Mine, too. It definitely was. So, we... Um, how many conchas, guys? Yeah, how many conchas uh, are you going to give? I am going to give three conchas with a cup of milk. Because <laughs> that's how good it was. Mm-hmm. Not only art-wise, story-wise, it's just like... And the fact that it blew my expectations yes. and made me Absolutely. like a character that I had not liked before. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh me too. This book blew me away um, from the beginning to the end. The story uh, was just amazing. The plots were awesome. Uh, I loved it, and it also uh, developed for me a love of a character that I always wanted to have but could never uh, find. So mm-hmm. mine is three conchas. A cup of champurado oh. <laughs> and half of an empanada. <laughs> is it a is it a um cómo se llama um the pumpkin? Yes, yes, okay, okay, Yes, I I agree with you, Kristen. Definitely, that's it for me. I I love this character. Um, I grew up watching the uh, Wonder Woman. The uh, uh, Linda Carter. Oh yes, uh-huh. uh huh. Oh, we didn't even talk about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah me too. You know, me too. Linda Carter. Yeah, Linda she was Carter. half Hispanic. Yes, Was exactly. She? Yeah. yeah. Uh huh. I didn't know that. that. I just found that out too. Yeah. Um, I grew up watching that, but then I wanted to watch it again as an adult, and uh, I was a bit disappointed. Yeah, cheesy. So yeah, so um, this really sets the tone for me. Um, and if you guys want to see um, maybe a DC, the DC Wonder Woman um, animated. Uh, movie that is also great, voiced uh, by um, Carrie Russell from Felicity, the series. Um, um, Wonder Woman has gone a long, come a long way, and yeah. especially uh, it, there's been a really good development in the uh, animated series. But seeing it here this way and and just introducing her from her origins was magical for me. Yeah, magical. Mm-hmm. Me too. Definitely. <sighs> so. Um, I'm definitely. I was impressed with George Perez and. Supposedly the next greatest writer of Wonder Woman was Greg Rucka. So I am going to definitely yep. look it up. The bar is set. Yes, the bar, the bar, the bar is set. The bar has been set. Greg Rucka, don't disappoint me. George mm-hmm. took that bar, mm-hmm. smashed Morrison over the head with it, <laughs> and raised it to the sky. Exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for joining us for episode two. Um, are there any shout-outs or anything? Hmm. We have a website coming out pretty soon, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. So just keep an eye out for that. And keep an eye on our Instagram. Uh, we have um, the books that we're reading and um, inf- any information of any other uh, Latino artists and creators, stuff that we come across uh, in our reading. Or uh, if we also have a Twitter page, uh, at Comic Comadres. Uh, if you guys would like to suggest a Hispanic character or Hispanic creator that you think we should focus on or just have any questions for us, feel free to either tweet or go to go to our Facebook page, which has been created. Yes. Um, and uh, um, Instagram, posted in the comments. Uh, please feel free to ask us questions that we will answer. 
Yes, I'm always open for comments, suggestions, any critique, and we totally um, will maybe give you a shout out on our podcast. Yeah, for sure. So we have been your host. I am Sarah. I'm Kristen. And I'm Jennifer. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Bye.